0: Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Hope y'all all doing well out there. It's early in the morning. I know you probably hear it in my voice. Um, I didn't record yesterday because I was getting a lot of really good questions in for today's episode. We'll get to that a little later. But it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you're your mental health is in a good place or you're doing the work to get there and you know even if you don't know what the work looks like you know know that you, uh, you're you not alone in this so I just wanted to check in with my own mental health uh, yesterday and it's funny when I thought about doing this episode it kind of changed how, not really changed how I was feeling, but it gave me a little more clarity because it made me realize I hadn't really been checking in. And uh, things had been feeling a little all over the place. Uh, Life has been moving so fast. It's already May. And I just felt like I was racing against time, you know. And I would say... Like I said, just the thought of checking in kind of slowed me down a bit and just gave me a chance to look at how am I feeling, what's going on. And, you know, my my ways of checking in daily are usually journaling and, you know, meditating and praying. And the only thing I've really been doing is praying. I I used to stretch in the mornings and, you know, I find myself – just working on stuff. If I'm, if I'm during the day, I'm at my job, at night, I'm working on my own stuff, and, you know, just trying to balance those two things. I hadn't been taking time to really focus on myself, and I'm glad that I am taking the time now to recognize that, so I could slow down a bit, and just be here. Um, Sometimes I just want to. Lord, it's early. I should have drank me some tea or something. (laughs) But yeah, sometimes I just. I feel like I want to isolate at times and be by myself and not for nothing negative, but just really just to be in my own bubble, my own energy. Because I'm an empath, and you do the math. A lot of times, I take on other people's shit, and for a while, I got to a place of setting boundaries, and I kind of lost those boundaries at some point. Not really lost them, but just stopped focusing on them start taking on everybody's shit. And, um, you know, that's hard. And taking this time right now to really focus and see where I'm at, uh, you know, I'm recognizing I don't have to run away. You know, a lot of times that's what the isolation could feel like, sometimes running away. But also, you know, I think about when we did have to isolate like for real, you know, two years ago and just what I felt coming up out of that, uh, that's kind of why I'm in that space. So maybe I need to take a little time to just, you know, not necessarily quarantine cause I ain't, I ain't got COVID, but, you know, just taking some time to just isolate for a little bit and, you know, See what comes out of that, see what feelings come up and uh just growing during that time. So I might do that. I don't know. But I know that since the month has started, I started going to the gym again. And it's I know we only like <laughs> talking shit like I've been just going to the gym like crazy. But in the last couple of days, yeah, I have gone to the gym every morning, except for this morning because I wanted to record. And uh, I've been feeling really good. I've been feeling good. And it kind of sets the tone in my day. Uh, I'm in journaling again and it feels good. You know, just writing those first thoughts down in the morning. I kind of need that because my mind be on a million things. So to just have a space to just release it and let it live there and move on. It feels good. But That's kind of where I'm at today y'all You know work is okay We almost at the end So I'm not putting no stress Into work Fuck that I'ma make these last couple of weeks The most enjoyable weeks For myself For my students Um, We had a, a sing along karaoke day In class we learned about Kanye. We gonna learn about BTS. I just don't want to stress, and I wasn't even trying to rhyme. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to trying to stay present, y'all. That's all. But I did get a whole lot of questions in from listeners from instagram and i wanted to answer some of them some of them were kind of the same and you know I, I will try to only answer them once but yeah uh this is our segment ask me a question Boom! pom so my first question came from Byron at Prodigy 5002 on Instagram and his question was about falling into counterproductive patterns after making better emotional health choices. Um, I definitely have done this. Um, you know, I for my own life, I used to be hard on myself about it. Like, man, I've done so much work and I've taken this step back. But uh, now I usually check in with myself and ask myself, why, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to practice kindness with myself. So when I do fall into those old patterns, I'm usually looking at why am I in this pattern? What, what is bringing me back to this? What am I feeling? And, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, for me, it's usually to distract myself or, you know, if I'm, feeling fear and kind of looking for some comfort, you know, sometimes those old places can be, uh, comfortable, but not always the best for you. So I would say what I do now, um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I do. But before I get to that point, I usually, uh, I usually reach out to somebody to talk about it. You know, I'm not in therapy no more, which I'm thinking about going back. I am thinking about going back. Uh, but not being in therapy, I I have to, you know, some of those things that may have felt shameful or, you know, maybe made me feel guilt in my life as opposed to going back to them. I reach out to somebody to talk about my feelings and usually in those conversations I kind of figure out and work out why I'm feeling that and why I want to go back to that. So, yeah, thank you for that question, Byron Prodigy 5002. Um, how to manage stress when you feel you're not able to. Oh, man. Um, and this is from Vince, the alien. Make sure y'all check out the episode that we did together. Um, how do I manage stress when I feel like I'm not able to, uh, shit. I treat it like Jenga and knock over all the blocks and kind of start from the beginning. I think last time I I really, really felt that, uh, like, just feeling overwhelmed. I had to take the day off from work, from everything, and just go to the beach and just be, just spent the entire day at the beach to be present. And it's almost like taking that time, resorted everything, like, just prioritized everything in my life. Um, I know things could feel overwhelming. And, yeah, rather rather than, uh, you know, deal with it in an unhealthy way, I try to find healthy coping mechanisms. So, yeah, I, w- I would say taking a pause in everything and just taking a moment to like, and, and I know that's easier said than done. I'm saying that as, you know, as I'm not in that space, you know, cause when I'm in it, you know, I'm, I'm human. I'm like everybody else. I'm gonna feel it and I'm gonna be in it. But at some point it clicks for me to remind myself like, man, you've gotten through everything that you've experienced positive and negative up to this point. You're going to get through whatever's going on right now and what's next to come, you know, because I don't think it ever stops. I don't think we ever stop having challenges while we're here. So, you know, just keep going and just be patient with yourself and not stress as much as you can. I can't stress. I'm going to tell y'all why I can't stress. I, I have stomach issues. I have IBS and it's affected by stress. And when I stress, I feel that shit in my body. So I can't even explain to you how I learned how not to stress, but knowing that, knowing that it affects my body like that, I can't do it. So sometimes I have to really walk away from things. Um, People, places, and things To be okay Um, From the original Toya How do you balance How do you balance Work and life When the weight of the world Is on your shoulders And this was more specific To like dealing with Coworkers and stuff like that Um, Toya I work in education Um, I get it, and, you know, for me, because I, trust me, I go through my own shit, but I also recognize, because I work with kids, like, if it was about the adults, I probably wouldn't, you know, think about it, because I'll be honest, sometimes I eat by myself, uh, sometimes I just separate myself from the space, I'll go for a walk, um, don't tell nobody, but I'll go eat my lunch at home sometimes because I live not too far. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when I walk in the classroom, I feel like whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm experiencing that day, I have to turn it off and be present because uh, I have, you know, 200 kids that are relying on me to – you know guide them so i i I try to just be present in the classroom and sometimes i feel it sometimes i don't you know i think i think it's felt you know there's there's a there's an energy you put out there when you just not in the space not in the mood and i think at least with kids i feel like they feel it um but yeah, I I try to, like I said, in the classroom be present, but outside of the classroom, when I am feeling it, I don't really, you know, I don't really be talking to a whole lot of people, or I, I I don't, I don't fake it, you know. Basically, going back to what you were saying about you know having to socialize and smile, and you know if I am not feeling good, I am not feeling good, and you know I think that's the best thing you can do is and not to just put it on people, but you know, to be human in the space. You know, it's hard to be human at work, but I try my best to be human. Okay. Uh, from Amber Crane, how do I cope with my mental health? Um I get outside, I go outside, I go to the beach, I go for a hike, I go to a park, I'll go sit in a park, I'm not gonna say what park, because I don't want nobody popping up on me, but I'll go sit at a park, and fuck it, yeah, y'all can pop up on me if you want to, because it's a really beautiful park, go to Echo Park, (laughs) and I just like to walk, think, um, you know, playing basketball, creating—you know, whether it be painting or writing. Painting is is something that I enjoy. I won't say that, you know, um, I don't even know what that means to be the best painter because I don't I don't want to be the best painter. But I do use the medium to express myself. And it's one of those things where it it feels very therapeutic. Um, I used to do yoga, but I would say in my present life, like right now, painting, writing, going outside all help me. Um, especially, like I said, going to the beach, being by water. Water, for some reason, just calms the fuck out of me. So I'm trying to go by the water.
1: Thank you for that, Amber. It's James Woods, a.k.a. That Yoga Dude with Feel Free to Feel Free. In my seat, in front of my computer, in front of a long day, taking time to breathe. Allow myself to be present with all the things to do, people to say, and everything going on. By taking some breath on a count of three, taking a deep inhale. One, two, three. Deep inhale. And slow, long exhale. Breathe into the belly. Relax. And exhale slowly. Being here in the moment, this breath, as you inhale, feel the belly. Soften the face. Let go of the tension. And exhale. Relax. You have a great day ahead of you. And as always, feel free to feel free and Namaste. Peace.
0: Um Kobe asked me about my therapy journey. Oof. So let's see, I'll try to try to keep it brief, but that's gonna be hard. So I. My therapy journey. I started therapy in 2013. Um, It was right after coming out that yoga dude suggested it to me to go just talk to somebody and get an unbiased opinion. And I did. My first therapist was this young white lady. I didn't feel connected to her. Um, She just was staring at me and let me talk, and I just didn't understand that. And, uh, yeah, I ended up telling her that I didn't feel comfortable talking to her. And just for me, expressing my discomfort, it started to open me up to why do I feel uncomfortable talking to her? And, and just exploring that, that discomfort led to just so many just open conversations and, you know, me learning how to be vulnerable. Um, I took a break for about three months because I was supposed to go to New Orleans and, uh, go be out there for for a minute and it didn't last long. I probably stayed out there for like 3 weeks and then I had to get the fuck out of there. Uh but shout out New Orleans. That wasn't a bad thing. It just it was it was one of those taking a step back for comfort and I didn't need to be out there. I needed to be here. Uh <laughs> Then I got back and I went to this so I went to a counseling center. That's where I started with therapy. That's where I, kind of where I've done all my therapy. That's why I actually want to see like a, I guess a, a therapist, like a licensed therapist. I've never done that before. But I asked for someone, I think I asked for a male therapist and they gave me this white guy named Max. Shout out to Max. Max really was one of my, favorite therapist and again he would just stare at me and it made me really fucking uncomfortable and I remember telling him like hey I feel uncomfortable with you and we explored that and I recognized my discomfort in like talking to men um about like sexuality and just my life in general and it was really helpful because it again help me learn how to open up so max had to leave and i was assigned another therapist and they asked me what kind of therapist did i want i'm like i want a black man i had a white woman a white man i want a black man and freddie shout out to freddie um freddie was fucking amazing he also was somebody that you know i and it's funny like it was almost like mortal combat and just hitting these levels, like just hitting all these levels. And, uh, yeah, Freddie was, was a, a whole different level of therapist. Cause he was a black man and I had to talk to this black man about my issues. And, you know, I had been through this process a couple of times and now it was t- time to tell Freddie, like, Hey, I feel uncomfortable talking to you. Cause you a black man, I'm a black man, and I haven't been very open with black men in my life. And, you know, uh, it taught me how to be open. And and those experiences taught me how, that I could be open with anybody. And uh, yeah, but I, I did a lot of work and I experienced a lot of work in all of those sessions. And, you know, I think my biggest thing I learned with therapy was it ain't about the person that's sitting across from you. It's about you. And, you know, I know I know that's different for everybody, but the best advice somebody ever gave me was to be open, going into therapy, being open and whoo, whoo. (sighs) Yeah. And open to the experience, you know, like I said, it ain't about the person that's sitting across from you like the real work is being done internally. So that is what I would tell anybody and everybody about therapy and my journey. Uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. After Freddie, I took a I took a break, I took a nice little lengthy break, cause uh, that's when the price started going up, and that's how you got this podcast. And it was a moment in this podcast where I had to go back to therapy because I was experiencing so much and this space just wasn't the space to share what I was going through. So I went back to therapy, and that's how I ended up with Melissa. And by that time, I had done so much work that, you know, I kind of knew the process. I knew, hey, it ain't about her. It's about me. And uh, that was one of the first times, like, I found myself – in it and feeling like I might have enough tools to experience the world by myself, you know, cause at one point it just felt like we was just having conversations and I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but for me, it was just like, maybe I'm ready for this. And here we are today, you know, um, it's probably the longest break that I've taken from therapy is going on a year And I feel okay. I feel good. I feel present. Sometimes life feels intense, but you know, I'm here. And I'm okay. And I do feel like I think my biggest thing was wanting to feel safe in my own body. And I do. I do. So thank you for that, Kobe. Um let's see where we at. Where we at? Ooh, Karen, who will be coming on the podcast, uh, Karen the Therapist, asked me, How have relationships changed since your wellness journey? Woo, chile. Um Man, my relationships with people has changed so much. You know, I would say before my wellness journey, I was a people pleaser. You know, I would almost try to please people so much that it would hurt me, you know, Um, and that's not good. That's not good. And I know it was directly related to how I felt about myself. You know, my my wellness journey has been super tied to self-value and self-worth. And man, as I've grown, I've I've my standards have risen and I settle for less and less. And I and I really feel like I'm at a point in my life now where I just can't settle at all. You know, like it, I used to put up with a lot of bullshit and by choice, you know, because I could be making those same decisions today. But I've gotten to a place where I know my value. I don't give a fuck about, you know, you know my value. I know my value and I can't settle for less than that. You know, because sometimes people going to treat you how they treat themselves, you know. Uh I it's it's this book I read and I'm a, I'm going a to do a giveaway on it one of these days. Uh it's called The Four Agreements. Some of y'all probably read it. But it says to not take things personal and I try to live by that. So when somebody treat me like shit, you're not treating me like shit because of me like you treating me like that because of something inside of you and you know when I'm in a relationship I'm so focused on me focused on myself focused on my actions that you know I feel and see myself trying to do better not to say that my partner or whoever is not trying to be their best and do their best But at this stage in my life, I'm aware, like, hey, everybody has not done the work that I've done. And not that the expectation is for you to do the work that I've done, but just to do your own work. And a lot of people have not done work. So, like I said, I don't settle. Um, I'm very open to, you know, all situations, but I can't settle for less than what I feel like I'm worth. So. I do credit my journey to that. Uh, my journey has really shown me me in the most beautiful light. And I'm not talking about the physical. I'm talking about just where I'm at, where I'm at. It's a beautiful place. I hope I answered that. <laughs> Ooh, what are your coping skills for mental health from Nicole. My coping skills for mental health. Uh, So I guess I kind of talked about those already. But playing basketball, painting, talking to people, going outside, creating, um, those are all very helpful for me. Uh, You know, some of the past ones, some of the ones that I, you know, I don't really use anymore, but meditation, you know um and not to say I don't use meditation anymore but I don't use it as regularly as I could or should but meditation um yoga yoga and just doing a physical activity I would say you know when I go to the gym in the mornings I would say that that is for my mental health like yes you know I'm trying to get this summer body and shit but uh man like it really makes me feel good like it, it 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 just feels like a great way to start my day. Shit, I'm going to be late for work, but I don't give a damn. Um, I got to get this fucking episode done. <laughs> but thank you, Nicole. That That is how I deal with, you know, how I cope with my my mental health. And, you know, I used to have some negative ones as well. You know, I'm not going to lie to you because I'm, you know what? And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to mention my negative ones so that, You don't go that route because it don't feel good. But smoking weed, you know, I used to overindulge in smoking weed. I used to use sex as a coping skill. Those aren't healthy. Um, Those are not healthy at all. I'm not saying that they're not healthy to do just in general, but to cope with stress, to cope with, you know, your mental health, don't do that because it'll only make you feel worse. I know from experience. (laughs) and Rob sent me a question what does a mental health day look like for you so I could give y'all a couple of these so a mental health day for me looks like taking the day off from work and doing absolutely whatever my mind and my body wants to do so if I take the day off and i just want to lay on this couch all day. I could lay on this couch all day. If i take the day off and i want to go to the beach and possibly take a spiritual trip, that looks like a mental health day for me. If i want to take the day off and work on podcasting shit all day and promoting my my business or whatever i have going on. That's okay. But really Taking time for what makes me feel good. You know, I like and then I I won't lie, I like to get a haircut occasionally. Shout out to Mike Um at Funhouse Barbershop. Y'all should definitely go check him out. I need a haircut right now, actually. But I'm growing it out till the end of school, so I might just go get a lineup. Um, man, a manicure, a pedicure. I love, 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 love that. Uh last time I went with my sister, I was knocked out in there. <laughs> Oh, shit. But, you know, just, I guess for me, doing those things that make me feel good, you know, um, whatever that may be, you know, whatever that may be to make me feel good is what I would consider a mental health day. I feel like I had some other questions. I know Kendra asked me. What did I think about the Scissor and Crocs collab for mental health? Um, I didn't read up on it too much, but I saw the Crocs. They look pretty cool. Um, I love Scissor. You know, I absolutely love Scissor. And uh, I think that's dope. I really do. Uh, I wish somebody would collaborate with me. Um, Kendra, if you're listening, those, uh, those THC beverages that um that you were working with that sent me some i think it was can those would i would love to do a mental health uh <laughs> a mental health sponsorship with them <laughs> and Kidra also had a second question is there such thing as too much solitude um that's a great question because I think about that for myself as well. Like I said, I like to spend a whole lot of time alone. I live in a bubble. I really don't be knowing what's going on in the outside world. Sometimes I step out, and when I do step out, I might come out for a couple of weeks, and then I go back in this thing and be back on my same shit. So, no, there, there's – and I think there's nothing wrong with solitude as long as, you know – is depending on what the reason is, you know, depending on what the reason is, because like I said right now, when I'm in my own space, is just really just me trying to just just build. And, you know, I do remember times of like being in my own space and isolating, you know, for negative reasons for feeling depressed or, you know, just not feeling that well. But no. Uh, if. If you feel okay in your own space, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Shit. A lot of us need to spend more time alone and connect to ourselves. So, yeah. Wow. I did not know I was going to record a 30-minute episode alone. Shit. I didn't know I could hold it down like that. (laughs) Oh, man. But this, just recording this episode made me feel good. And, man, I hope all of y'all are doing well out there. You know, wherever you at in your journey, wherever you at in your mental health, know that, you know, you, you're going to get through whatever you're going through. You didn't got through everything that you done been through up to this point. So the rest of your life is going to be good. It's going to be challenges. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be challenges. But you're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Shout out to Kendrick. But, man, I got to go to work. I'm running late. I still need to take a shower. Um, I appreciate y'all so much for listening. Like, y'all help my mental health, you know, if I'm going to keep it all away. Real. Y'all bring me a lot of peace, you know, when you reach out to me and let me know, you know, just how this show makes you feel, how these episodes make you feel. Sometimes when I'm down, like, that helps me, you know, and I hope that whatever I'm putting out in the world and giving out in the world, I hope it helps y'all as well. You know, we on this journey together. We on this ride together. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Also leave a review, let me know what you think, let other people know what you think cuz it's so helpful in uh growing the show. Also, if you would like to support the show, I have a Patreon where I'm giving out a lot of exclusive content, like unreleased episodes, playlists, um some exclusive music and stuff I'm working on. You know, just all the cool stuff, you know, all the exclusive Mike Brown stuff. Also, You know, JustMikeBrown has all, JustMikeBrown.com has all the podcast merch, uh, my book, In a Panorama. Also, I feel like I'm leaving something out. Oh, phone line, if you want to reach out, ask me a question. You know, I'm answering questions on the show now. This is The Art of Letting Go.